Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody, Nikki the Communication Coach here. Hope you're well, hope you're having a great day. Whatever you might be doing here in the UK, we're entering British summertime on Sunday, starting to get a bit warmer. And in true English form, I'm talking about the weather to introduce my podcast. So we are here today on Thursday, for those of you that are listening on the date, Thursday the 22nd of March 2018. And today's podcast is called The Power of the Written Word. And often when we talk about communication, we talk about the verbal speaking communication and how words are powerful within our interactions as human beings, within our relationships. And if you look and listen to some of my other podcasts, I address um, about emotions and logical conversations and interactions from your point of view. And we'll cover more about your point of view and something called cognitive bias in another podcast. But today I want to concentrate on the written word. Every week before I come into my podcast, I look at what's been happening. I look at what's been going on in my life and so that I can use those examples. I've had good feedback from you, so I'll keep doing that and sharing how it has worked in my previous world in hostage and crisis negotiation and how that now links in with my family life as a step parent to the 11 year old in my life, Meg, uh, as a partner, as a friend, as a leader as a manager it, it it all works in the same way so i'm going to share some examples with you around written communication now the one thing that's very important to remember in written communication is you don't get the non-verbals and you can't see the emotion now what i mean by that is when we are interacting with each other you can see the non-verbal communication so if i say something that i and the other person doesn't necessarily agree with me, they might have an expression on their face that I can catch. Or they might say a sentence, but when I look at their body language, it's not matching. And when they say it in a specific way, if they're on the telephone, I can catch their tone of their voice and see if the words match the tone of the voice. Now, in the written word, you don't have any of that. And that makes it harder. I remember doing a whole negotiation over whatsapp before and uh, it was done in a street language and i didn't understand the street language at all thankfully i was with somebody else who did understand the language and they were able to almost act as an interpreter for me uh very interesting because you have to be incredibly careful with with what you send back and far more thoughtful well of course you do because you can't tell how that's going to be interpreted and often we will send messages. I can, you know, I can remember sending text messages to my other half and getting a back a, what do you mean by that? Well, actually, I didn't mean anything by that. What do you mean by that? And so you go into a spiral of, because none, neither of you can see what the other person is showing emotionally, you go into a spiral of confused text conversation. Sometimes when I was teaching negotiation, people would say to me, you know, what do you think about emojis, Nick? Should you em- use emojis? Now that... Emojis and abbreviations, when you are speaking in text or in email or on social media, can be misinterpreted. For I'll just give you the really simple example of LOL, which is laugh out loud or lots of love. 
And you can already see how if you misinterpreted the laugh out loud for lots of love or the other way around, that message might be confusing, especially if you don't know the person very well. So for all of you that are going into dating and just started to use uh, perhaps text messaging or via a dating app, just be mindful of what abbreviations or emojis you use because the other person might not have the same interpretation of them. So when we're talking about the written word, it can leave people very confused. And that's just a simple example of text messaging and emojis and abbreviations. And I also know that I, I am a person who likes to write a long rambling text message explaining loads. And often when I send it to people, I get like a two word reply. My drum teacher is awesome at this. So I'm learning the drums. I think it's great to learn new skills and I love it. I tell you what, you cannot concentrate on anything else. It's one of the best stress relievers I've ever found in my life. Uh, I always vowed that I would learn to drum, to learn to drums, that I would, would learn to play the drums. And I've just started in the last year. My goal is to be able to, I'm having a 50th birthday party and my goal is to be able to play a song with the band that are coming along uh, on, the, on the drums. And I love it because you cannot think about more than one thing. You have to concentrate on whether your left hand is playing, your right hand, your left foot, your right foot, how that goes, where that works, what drums you're using. So it's impossible to think about anything else. You have to be present and in the moment. And those of you that have listened to my previous podcast will know that I'm a great believer in being present and in the moment. And I'm working, I'm, you know, I, this is like a coaching session for myself, talking to myself, but I'm working hard on that every day and practicing, practicing, practicing all the time around that. And drums is great for that. The other great thing about learning a new skill is, I don't know if you know this, but the brain is a living organ. And by that, I mean, every time you learn a new skill, you grow new neurons. That's difficult to say, new neurons. Um, you, go, you grow them and it helps the brain to keep developing and can push back against things like dementia and memory loss, which I have to say as you're approaching 50 is quite a, quite a good thing to be able to do. But it takes you back to being, your, uh, being a child and learning new things. You know, when you're a child, you're, you're constantly absorbing, constantly learning how to walk, learning how to talk, learning how to eat, watching what other people do. And when you learn a new skill as an adult, that helps your brain to grow. But on the flip side of that, if you don't learn new skills and you don't keep testing your brain, it will shrink. And this is scientific fact. Uh, you can you can have a look on Google around all the research that's been done on this. So learning new skills is great because it helps you to keep developing as well. And I'm a great believer in self-development de and growing. And and actually playing the drums is, is awesome fun. <laughs> in the main, it's just great fun. So anyway, sorry, back to the power of the written word. Oh, well, wow, a complete sidetrack tangent on that about drum playing. But when you are writing your text messages or your social media or your emails, sometimes we are in such a hurry to get them sent. And I always remember a, a boss of mine saying to me, you know, um, it was a, we just got smartphones or Blackberries at the time, saying, this is great that I can email people on the way to and from work, but what I'm tending to find is that I'm emailing them really quickly. And often that doesn't make sense. And it's true. When you sit down and you look at the emails that you receive, sometimes they just don't make sense. And, and it's because they've been sent in a rush without any thought or without any rereading. And I'm guilty of that myself. I 
sent a message today actually to a friend of mine on Facebook whose birthday it was. Her name is Jo and I ended up saying Co because I hadn't checked because I was in a rush to send it off. Wanted her to know that I was thinking about her on her birthday. Sent press send without rereading it and, and, and walked away. And that's fine in that instance, but actually in other instances when it really matters to that person, actually, as I sit here on reflection, you know, that's not a great birthday message to send. I apologise, Joe, for that. I should have checked the spelling of the message to Joe, not Co. But you, you can see what I mean. It's easy done. We rush around in life constantly and emails and text messages and social media, sometimes we don't check what we're sending and we certainly don't check how that might come from the other person. So how does this affect us in life? Well, if you get a text message, if you're just going into a relationship, I, you know, I joke earlier about dating apps. But if you don't know somebody very well, be mindful of what you think you are or how you feel you are coming across might not necessarily be how that other person is perceiving you. And if you want to build a relationship with anybody in any capacity, then think about the words that you're writing and spend time around that. Today, I no, yesterday I received an email from a solicitor. And in that email, there were some sentences that didn't, that didn't need to be there. My belief is that they were questioning something that I was doing, and I don't know why. And of course, based on experience, whether it's true or not, you will make up a story in your head, even if you're trying hard not to, and I was trying very hard not to, to have no judgment on it. But because he had entered mm, about a paragraph of wording uh, which was completely not relevant to the question that I was asking him around a property that I am thinking of buying and going into business with somebody, that's put me off doing business with him. In, in fact, I won't be doing business with him because of that email. And if I think that, then I know other people will think that. And maybe that's wrong of me to not give him the chance to explain but this is how powerful words are. When you read something in an email or a letter or on social media or in a text message, it can be so powerful in your business that it can ruin that relationship straight away without even you knowing about it, without you even thinking about it. And you might well have innocently sent that email and being and doing asking questions or writing comments for the best of reasons if the other person doesn't know that then you're creating a barrier for yourself that you don't need to create and let's take social media social media at the moment allows us all to have a platform of thought and opinion and there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all it's good to have differing opinions it's good to grow it's good to get people's um, views, otherwise we would never change. But what I find personally with social media is the it, it, it gives some people the right, or they feel it gives some, them the right to hide behind a faceless account or behind words that they know are now, there's an assumption on my part that I feel people would know were hurtful or ignorant or very, very critical. And this all comes back to listening and to being right. You know, we often listen because we want to be right. 
we often have a communication getting our point of view across. And our point of view is always the right point of view because we're coming at a conversation from an emotional point of view. So just be mindful of the words that you are using in your social media. There is a great phrase, a saying in the policing world, which is every contact leaves a trace. And you might have heard that before. Certainly if you watch any of the programmes around uh, crime scene investigators on TV, you'll have heard that phrase, that every contact leaves a trace. And what that means is it's used in the forensics world where every time a crime is committed, somebody leaves a part of them there at the scene whether that's DNA, an item of clothing, a footprint, a fingerprint, whatever that might be. And if you, you know, this is all over the American programs that you, you can see CSI. And every time you speak to somebody, you leave a trace. And it's up to you what you leave, because it is your choice of how you communicate with somebody. Every time you write a post on social media, it's out there for the world to see, which includes your children, your sister, your brother, your mother your teachers, whoever it might be. And when people read a post that you put on social media, they will form an impression of you and they will make a judgment of you. Just like all of you are making a judgment and forming an impression of me every time you listen to one of my podcasts. And the great thing about podcasting is it allows you to have a platform to give your opinion and hopefully to give good knowledge to others as well. To And, and the whole purpose of me doing this is to get people to interact better with each other and to understand how powerful the, the words and the communication that you use on a day-to-day -day basis are. That a simple email that you can get from somebody, and I, I see this with my partner from work, when they'll sit and they'll go, what do you think this means? And I don't know because A, I don't know the other person and B, I don't know what the context is. But when you have people saying, what does this mean? It shows to me that the communication from the other person has either been thoughtless or that they have no idea of the impact that what they are saying is happening to the other person. I've spoken before about how powerful that you can use your words to empower or disempower, you know, to promote, to guide, to nurture or to completely destroy another person because words are that in, in my opinion that powerful and you see the effects that that words and interactions can have on people and I, I as an adult I am still amazed by the fact that we think it's okay to berate each other and be rude to each other in a very open forum and then teach our children that bullying and saying cruel words is the wrong thing to do because we don't think before we type, before we press send. And when we're emotionally driven because something's very important to us, it's even harder. And once it's sent, it's sent. And once it's read, it's read. I remember at work sending an email. I was working in the uh, Director of Professional Standards Internal Affairs at the time and I sent an email I to who I thought was a member of my team and I wasn't very kind to the about the sender of the email and I accidentally sent it back to them. And I felt dreadful and learned a very powerful lesson that day is that if you are going to use words about somebody and you wouldn't say them to them directly, then there is no excuse for you to say those words about them behind their back. And I still believe that today. 
and I did immediately phone up and apologise, and I, gen- I was genuinely sorry because I'd been an idiot and I was being emotionally driven. And I'd sent an email, and yes, I'd sent it to I thought it was another person, which doesn't make it right, but that other person got it. What it did allow me to do was actually have an open and honest conversation then with the person and to get their perspective rather than just an email ping-pong perspective where we were both getting irate at each other. So that's another classic example of how you can misread and misinterpret and also get yourself into a whole world of trouble by sending the wrong emails or sending the wrong text messages. And normally what happens is we are talking about somebody else in an email or a text message and we send it to you know, a trusted friend and the other person reads it and then we're mortified. If you're in a business, that can be destroying for your business. So be very mindful of how you send your messages out and what you're trying to convey and what sort of person you're trying to convey to the other person and how you want them to perceive you. The power of the written word. You think about the images that you see, the self-development images that come up on social media and and Twitter, the ones that promote well-being and help you through your day or give you words of encouragement and support. And when you read those, the impact that you feel from them than when you read something that brings you down. And think about why that's bringing you down and what words are being used. And also, don't create a barrier that you have to get over, an unknown barrier. Get people's names right. I always remember at work, I'm Nikki, I always have been Nikki, I'm never Nicola. The only time I was called Nicola was by my mum when I was in big heap trouble at school, either at (laughs) school or at home. And And some people will say, well, that's not such a big deal. But, you know, to me, I sign all my emails Nikki. Um, everything about me is Nikki. It's never Nicola. So when then somebody comes in and calls me Nicola, it just makes me stop and think. You know, it, it doesn't become such a huge deal that I can't get over it. Don't get me wrong, but it it does have an impact, whether I like it or not. So just be mindful about how you come across, and what sort of impression you want to give in that initial stage, that initial interaction of any sort of communication you have, whether that's written or verbal, and what you want the other person to feel about you because that's incredibly important when you're building a relationship. If you are having an interaction, if you're in sales, if you're in relationship building, at some stage you want to get that other person to trust you. And the best way to do that is to have a good first interaction and not create a barrier yourself that doesn't need to be there. And even more concerning than that is to lose business because you have gone about your written communication without thinking about what you're doing or you've put your name to a communication that somebody else has written on your behalf without checking it. So just a couple of lessons there for you. Remember about your emojis and your abbreviations, what they mean to you might not mean to the same to the other person. It's really difficult to display emotion in the written word. So just be tactful and mindful of how you might be coming across And when you're sending something out on social media, remember it is out there once it's out there for everybody to see and they will make a judgment about what sort of person you are depending on what you are writing. Yes, it's good to have opinion. Of course it is. Yes, it's good to be able to live in a free world where we can share our opinions and our ideas. But as I said in my last podcast, respect and kindness is always the way forward for me and you get a better relationship and um, 
just a better world to be living in if we can show that to each other through written and verbal communication. So that's the end of today's podcast. I hope you have a great week, whatever you're doing. Please let me know how you're getting on, if I can help you in any specific areas. Otherwise, I shall speak to you next week. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you.